Hello, and thank you for tuning in to You, Me, Us, We, the podcast for the community, by the community. And of course, I am your host, Dominique. I'm so glad you could tune in with us on today. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of things that we want to get, that we want to cover. But um, I would like to welcome one of my big brothers here in the Christian uh, community. Um, just is going to present a different perspective um, on church, and we're just going to talk for a little bit. Uh, please welcome to the platform, Mr. Kemp Crawford. How are you doing today? Oh, good. How are you doing, Don? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Are you? You're nervous. He was. He, you know, he was no. messing up stuff. You know, he. I always he, mess up. He always <laughs> mess up. <laughs> Bad, but I'm glad you could definitely do this with us. And thank you for coming on the platform and just to share your perspective. Um, on well, you treated. You treated for. He treated for dinner. <laughs> so you know, I gotta. I gotta do something since he paid for dinner. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, well, the least I could do is pay for dinner for you, at least. If nothing else. Bless God. Bless God. <laughs> um, so, basically, like, on this episode, I wanted to, um, you know, talk about church and talk about, you know, I guess, I wouldn't say the religion of Christianity, but just Christianity from a different perspective. Uh, because, you know, in, in just in different communities, we have, I will say, a very warped perception of what Christianity is and who Christ is, um, simply because we've all been introduced to, I guess you could say, a different version of Jesus. Um, not everyone's version of Jesus is the same. Um, some is the more um, religious Jesus, where you know, as soon as you mess up, he's going to strike you down with a bolt of lightning. And you know, then there's others where it's like, oh, he's so loving and affirming of everything. And there's others who, you know, it's like a mixture of both. So. Um, Basically, I wanted to just bring a different perspective. Um, I know me and you have had a lot, of, a lot of conversations when it came to church, um, especially during the time frame when I personally wasn't in church, mm. um, which is great. And um, so if you, um, I guess to start off, just to give us a little bit of your testimony as far as what has your experience with Christianity and just, you know, the, the Jesus that you know, um, just what has your experience been throughout your life? Well, cool. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, you know, I was, well, I'll give a little testimony of my story. Well, you know, basically, I've always been in the church. And, um, you know, doesn't mean because I went to church that I always did the right thing. Right. Okay. You know, um, I know conversations that, that, that we've had have been, you know, toward, you know, LGBTQ and and all that. But let me give you the, first give you the snips on Jesus. Well, first of all, you know, when I look in the Bible, I see a loving God. A God that's always trying to have a relationship with man. And, you know, when you look, you know, from the, from the very start, you know, but the thing about it is, you know, he wants us to do his will. And that sometimes, you know, or all the time, kind of in, interferes with what our flesh wants. You know, it was like a story that I heard uh, that I was reading this week. And it was basically about a man and two dogs. And he had an old dog named Gypsy and a young dog named Snowball. And so what happened is the master was like um, calling the dogs for dinner. And so the, um, 
the older dog saw a saw a rabbit run by and he didn't um, follow at first but he was tempted so then you know, later on and he came back and then a couple other times then he started following that rabbit mm. and then would come to his uh, master for dinner with his head between his legs but always the other dog Snowball would always come to him to dinner and so what eventually happened is he took both dogs out in the woods and let them go out have their freedom and play and everything and Gypsy went on out there and stayed out there and, and his, his master kept calling him calling him. Snowball came back and they were looking for Gypsy. Gypsy never came back, never came back, came back. So eventually they had left. And so eventually Gypsy was stuck out in the woods and everything, never could get back to the master or whatever. I ended up having puppies and started telling, uh, just telling Gypsy's children the story of the master. When we look at that scenario and I think about the Lord and everything, it's like he gives us a choice you know it's up to us whether or not we want to make that choice and that's the one thing that i like about god is yeah there are things we all sin we all fall short of the glory of god and you know and i'm talking about myself as well you know but the one thing that i love is that i know that if i confess my sins to him he's faithful and just to cleanse me from all unrighteousness my relationship and throughout the years that you know that 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 i've seen you know many times i've made a, mistakes you know and i always say you know a sin is a sin there's no sin greater than the other or whatever but i'm thankful that i have that opportunity you know to um come back to him you know but the thing is, is what I'm to do is to strive for perfection because, you know, I've been through a lot. I mean, uh, my mom, my aunt, my niece died in the same year, you know, one time. And that was hard, you know, but the Lord brought me through that. And then another year, my sister and my father passed away in the same year. Um, there were times, you know, a time when... I went through depression. There was times when I was bullied. There were times when uh, growing up, well, like I shared with you about, you know, it wasn't really a lot of pretty much a gay community at the time, but people were gay. And, um, you know, I was around a friend that was gay. You know, I've always believed on that end, according to the word of God, that it is a sin, homosexuality but it did not stop me from still showing the people the love of Christ. And see, and that, you know, that has always been my key thing. And then also, I saw someone like a brother uh, that was gay that died from AIDS. And I literally saw that, and saw it in the hospital of him drifting, drifting away, you know. And, um, you know, it was, it's, it's an eye-opener. But, uh, you know, my relationship with God and how I see is we have a loving God. You know, a lot of people say, well, how can a loving God send, send me to hell? Well, he's not sending the individuals to hell. It's a choice in which they made. 
Either you decide to do what he says, or you don't. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I believe that there is a hell, and I believe that there is a heaven. And those that choose to follow that, to surrender to Christ, and have accepted him, and, um, of course, has to be filled with the Spirit as well, are the ones that are going to go, and those who are not obeying. Now, is that saying that Christians are not going to have any struggles in their life with dealing with this or dealing with that? They are, because we're only human. But it's through him that we can make it. Um, But the other thing is, like I said, you know, I love everybody and I'm going to tell them the truth, you know. Um, um, Other than that, you know, my relationship with Christ has been good. I mean, you know, lately since now... Um, myself, by myself, you know, I get more time to spend with them and get in his word and, and seek his face and then be part of a, a great ministry and everything. Uh, but also, you know, to, to help the community. Were you going to ask me any questions on the gay side and the homosexual side uh, and stuff like that? Uh, maybe in a little bit, maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I know. I was trying to, because I didn't know maybe, when maybe. you was going to come with the questions nah. and, and dealing with that. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, it's 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 just like, but I will say, you know, thank you so much for for sharing um, your your relationship with God because everyone's relationship is a little different. Um, everyone's walk is not the same. Even for me, um, you know, like you growing growing up in church all my life, <laughs> you know, played the drums, uh, directed the choir, sang in a choir, mm-hmm. did solos, all that stuff, and then once it got to a certain point in my life. Um, I was a, I was nine. Well, I was twenty years old. Well, no, nineteen. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, the minister of music at the church I was at, um, I was playing for. Basically, how shall I say? In in a way, he kind of targeted me um, because he started doing things that was out of the ordinary for a minister of music to do. Um, basically, he was using the church secretary to spy on my Facebook. Um, she, he had her print up all these pages. Like when he came to me with this information, quote unquote, um, he had like 200 pages mm. worth of stuff. You know, and he was just going down the list, going down the list, and then he then you know, inst- and instead of you know, and it was and it was it was of course about it was about the whole gay thing. But instead of coming to me as a man, like a man-to-man conversation, he came to me with a, I'm a detective, I'm the police, I'm the church police, and you need to either be in compliance or get out. Well, see, you know what, and the thing about that, I don't think that was right. I think, as you said, he should have come to you. Because that's the one thing about Christianity, you know, if you love as you say you are, and according to the word, if you, there's an offense against someone, yeah. then you're supposed to come to them. Or if there's someone that you know that it's willfully saying it according to the word of God, you come to them and you talk to them and you speak with them. So I, I totally agree. They should have came to you and talked to you. That was wrong. Exactly. And, but instead of doing that, and like I said, when he finally did come to me and talk to me, he had like two to three witnesses that he wanted to be on his side. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted those people to be like, yeah, you're right. And, you know, Dom, you're wrong. You know better and stuff. But instead, he didn't get that. 
he did, he wanted validation. He wanted he wanted people to say, "Oh yeah, what you did was correct. What you did was right." He wanted the pastor to say, "What you did was correct. What you did was right," and no one did that. And then later on, after that, I left. And then shortly after, he started having problems. Not only was he having problems with choir members, but his health was affected. His wife health, his wife's health started getting affected. And in like two to then like two to three years later, he left. Now, at this point, I'm still not back. I wasn't at that church. I went to another church, um, which is of course you know the church that we were at. <laughs> we were playing that together. Gotcha. <laughs> and um, then eventually, after a while, I start. I became the worship leader of at the Southwest campus, and then that sort of caused some problems. It wasn't the fact. I don't think it was the fact that I was a worship leader that was a problem. I think it was just one person's jealousy, because this person started again spying on me on Facebook, printing stuff, sending the pastor links, you know. And 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 I will say this: instead of the pastor saying to that person, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to quit," because what you're trying to say about Dominique is not what we know. Because they knew me as a worship leader, they knew me as, you know, a, someone who's really good at music, who's basically taking the group to the next level. That's the person that they knew, and I wasn't presenting anything falsely. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't presenting a false image or nothing. It's just that person just had such an issue with me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it was because maybe I was a better drummer than he was, or because he felt like he should be in that position and not me. I don't know what his personal feelings were, but I do know that there was something against me that he had against me. But, you know, you got to figure this. You know, whenever a gift is on him and you True. blossom in that gift, you're always going to have those people that True. are jealous of you. That and, is true. And the thing is, is you can respond to it in a fleshly way, or you can respond to it in a spiritual way. Right. And that's the one where you got to get. Well, and that's the thing. I didn't respond to it. That was that was the thing. It's like, I think they were expecting me to respond to it or wanting me to respond to it, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And nor did I try to defend myself. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't trying to defend myself, nor was I trying to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like, because they kept trying to keep the person hidden. I'm like, I already knew who it was, duh. <laughs> I already knew who it was. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't really respond to it. And then later on again, you know, the guy resurfaced again. He kept resurfacing. Now, the, then until the last time, the final meeting before I left that church mm-hmm. was more of a... It was interesting because it was no longer the gay thing anymore. It wasn't that anymore. What it turned into was there was a lady. So, you know, the music, we started kind of revamping the music and trying to find new arrangements of stuff and, you know, find new music. And the people loved it. The people loved it. The problem, the problem started when there was a lady. I don't know who her name was to this day. I don't know who her name was. And I found this out. She had went to the pastor of the campus and she said, hey, you know, I want to, because I guess her son and her daughter-in-law were going to visit uh, the following weekend. Uh, I think it was like some sort of holiday or whatever. 
So they were gonna come. They were gonna come to church the next Sunday. She had went to the pastor and basically, in this, these, this is their words, not mine. Um, basically, the music is too offensive. The music is too harsh. The music is too black. Oh wow, legit. That's what I was told. The mu- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm not, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> now, now that I can laugh about it, but. The music was too was too offensive, too harsh, and too black. And so she didn't feel safe bringing her family to church. And I said, I just looked at him like, I don't know. How do you respond to that? I don't know how to respond. I didn't know how to respond to that, you know. And you, 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 know, <laughs> you don't want to get me started on... Uh, <laughs> You know, my whole feelings of if I got to go there, <laughs> um, because I think the thing is, is, you know, what we as blacks have grown up in a Baptist church or Pentecostal church, Church of God in Christ and right. stuff like that. <laughs> We're used to a different style of music per se as if you go into some of these churches where they're more contemporary. Yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, we're willing to, how would I say, compromise or whatever. I mean, one thing we got to understand, regardless of what the music sound like, is the message behind, behind the music. And if they, if, if everybody would do that, because it was hard for me even being in a church that, oh yeah, you know, was playing more contemporary. And I was like, okay, is this all? And, and then the praise and worship leader, that guy was, was like, okay, I ain't feeling this. And then someone was telling me, you got to listen to the words and listen to the music. And I, you know, I try to do that. But you still, you know, you want, because this is a part of us. Yeah. This is what's been in us. This is what we've grown up. And all you're doing is trying to enhance it a little bit better. <laughs> however it's given to you right and to present it and you know for people to glorify God now you know for people to feel it, that means there's something wrong with them yeah in particular some insecurity or something that they're dealing with in themselves well yeah I mean again when I heard that I was like I, I didn't know how to respond to it. I was like, okay <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 you know, there's no, there's no other way to respond to it because if you, if you go to the person, then it's gonna be they're gonna be like, well, you know, something could happen, you know, yeah. out of the, where it could blow out of proportion, as opposed to the pastor coming to you and talking to you. Right. Now, my question is this: when the pastor told you all this, what did he say? It's time for you to leave, or no? So then, after that, then that's when like it was a whole. It was one problem after the other. So it was like, that was one complaint. And another complaint was, well, you know, when it comes to worship, you know, we're not a, we're not a praise type church. That's not who we are. That's not what we do. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't praise. We, we worship. Well, I thought, I thought it was supposed to be praise praise and worship. worship. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, no, we, we don't do that. That's not what we do. Like, then, then all of a sudden it became a conversation of you need to understand the type of church that we are and 
you know, who we are and as, as a culture and this, that. I'm like, I'm saying, and this dude is talking to me as if they're like Hillsong or Planet Shakers okay. or something like that. Was this the pastor who was telling you like this? Yeah. Let's well, see, first of all, you got to understand one thing about the church is you have a lot of churches that box the spirit of God. Period. They try to box him in because it's man trying to do what man thinks. Right. And it's not about right. that. It's what God wants and the Holy Spirit wants. Exactly. You know, and that's another thing that I don't like. Uh, I mean, there's, 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 a, now, see, you get into my experience with, with, <laughs> with, with, with Christian, but also with the churches and, and Nebulon, you know, I'm not trying to come against the church. I'm just saying that there are some things within the church yeah. that are not, that I don't feel that's right either. But once again, that goes again about the choices that are made. You're going to do it according to the word of God, or you're going to do it according to the way you want to do it. But see, yeah. some, they take the word and they make it comfortable to what yeah. they want. And that's basically what, what happened or yeah. what was happening. And it just reflected in, you know, like for me, again, being in music ministry, it was like they were trying to use the music ministry to to do that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't with it. So then I'm like, OK, well, you know, I, I and I told him straight up, I said, I really don't have a grasp on what direction you're speaking of. But, you know, at least give me some time. Go ahead and pray about it. Let me seek the Lord and we'll come back and we'll have something later and we'll have something soon. And so after that, next thing I know, because uh, we had this thing, I forgot what it's called. What was the online thing that we that we used to schedule music and schedule singers and stuff? Oh, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> but it was uh, but I was yeah, using I know that. what you're talking about. <laughs> well, the thing is, I went on to log in mm-hmm. and I couldn't log in. Okay. One one day, one day I I couldn't log in no more. So then I'm like, hmm. So then I contact. Uh, one of the little, sec- you know, secretary, one of the secretary people, and she's like, "Oh, maybe you see the, you know, re, you know, forget, you know, redo your password or whatever." So, okay, fine, whatever. Tried that. I got in, finally, but I couldn't do anything. I couldn't upload songs. I couldn't schedule nothing. I couldn't do anything. So then, next thing I know, um, I log out, try to log back in again, can't log in. So then I contact the pastor. I said, "Hey, what's going on with such and such?" website whatever i'm having a hard time i can't i couldn't log in at first and i did get logged in and then i couldn't do anything now i can't log back in and basically he was saying well and this is basically what he said was well you said you need to take some time to go and pray and figure out what the lord wants so we're like we're letting you go do that so they basically dis. so they ba- so in a way they basically pushed me out the praise kicked me out the praise team without officially kicking me out okay now now mind you I'm only hearing one side of, of the story and not hearing right. their side too so yeah. just just oh, understanding yeah. that you know if I'm looking at it from your point yeah. of, of view then I'm saying you know hey they're wrong but I, one thing I do not know, they're on the side of the story right. either. Well, and I also think from their perspective, they think, okay, maybe Dom just doesn't have, you know, the slightest, you know, idea of what 
you know the whole culture of the church is right so you know fine okay that's 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 fine at least just tell me hey you know what we'll find this you know we're gonna go with this person because they understand the whatever culture of the church they they're on our level basically you could you know you could have said that i would be perfectly fine i don't care (laughs) you know i would have been perfectly fine with that but to basically push me out like that and then i don't even get a proper you know what i'm saying i didn't even get a proper last sunday the praise team, you know, was presented with, well, Dom's no longer with us. So, and then the praise team, we did, they did something separate later, but it was just, that was just like the, I guess you could say the last straw <laughs> for them. But at the time, it's like, I didn't understand, like, to me, coming from the Baptist Pentecostal Holiness era, era mm-hmm. something like, you need to understand the culture of the church and the culture of the body and stuff, that, that terminology was foreign to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that type of terminology is foreign. So, but to them, they they I guess they must have felt like I should have already known it. I should know the culture. Again, you're you're talking to a kid who's been raised Baptist, Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal holiness his whole life. You, you know, you're you're getting. You, you know, what I'm saying you don't. I don't understand what you're saying. Now I get it. You know, now that I'm older and you know I've had a little bit more experience with this with these types of churches. But at the same time, though, you know, I revisited that church and it was like, so, you know, so this so much. So this is the culture that you're that you're that you're speaking of. I mean, I don't have an issue with contemporary, you know, Christian music. I love, you know, I love Hillsong. I love Planet Shakers. You know, I love all the, you know, King for King and Country. I love all of them. But when I went back to that church to visit, I was like, oh. Something clicked in my head. It was like, oh, so this is what you mean. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the culture of the church. You know, this is this is all culture. You know, all this poppy, you know, fist pump, you know, Jersey Shore type music. You know, that that's that's your culture. Okay, I'm with, okay, whatever. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. But but then I started looking around the audience, around the congregation. I'm like, there's not that many people in the congregation. And not everyone is quote unquote worshiping. So, where's the worship? You know what I'm saying? Like, where is it? And it was like, it was more of a concert. I, like, legit, when I tell you it was more of a concert, I was waiting for like Chris Brown or somebody to pop up from behind the stage. It was, it was, um, so that's the culture, that, that's the culture y'all wanna go with. Okay, fine. But then after that church, I went to another church with, you know, one of my other, you know, other brothers in music. That church was just starting, so they didn't really have a culture. They didn't know what to do. And then there was issues there, but it wasn't really with me. It was just more of creative differences between the pastor and the minister of music. So, you know, we all just left. And since then, I hadn't really been in church only because I felt I was just tired of I was tired of the program mm-hmm. you know I was I was tired of just coming to church Sunday after Sunday to play or sing and I didn't feel the presence of God or I didn't feel like we were tapping into what God would have for his people on that Sunday well let me ask you this during the times that 
before that Sunday, do you spend time with the Word of God and, and praying and seeking His face? There were there were and times. And worshiping. Yeah, there were times. And, and I will say that I probably wasn't doing it as often as I should have. Um, the, and the only reason why I'm saying that is, you know, sometimes we expect when we go to church to enter in but it's our responsibility right. to already enter in before we go there yeah you see what i'm saying oh yeah you know and that's what a really big misconception that everybody they're expecting these folks to mm-hmm. lead us yeah and it's oh. not those folks but that's where the personal relationship comes with Jesus Christ oh, yeah. and spending that time with him. Right. You know, because you, like I told you, like, well, today, yeah. you know, after I got <laughs> off of work, man, I'm listening to Fred Hammond. I'm listening to all these songs. Yep. I'm listening to Prodigal Son. I'm listening to all these songs and just basking into the presence of God and yep. just worshiping and lifting my hands and crying. And, you know, because he is great. He is wonderful. He is magnificent. I mean, Jesus yes. Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord is a Lord. Right. You know, they come, every knee going to bow, every tongue going to fast, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on now. And he's <laughs> blessing us. I mean, they, there is so much for us to be thankful for. Right. You know, but a lot of times we spend so much time complaining. But then the other thing is, as I hear you talk, I mean, this is literally what God is just showing and sharing with me is that you have been hurt. Yeah. You've been hurt bad in the church. Yeah. And that has left a bad stamp on you because of that matter. Yeah. And I know it's not an easy thing, but the thing with Christ, that's why it's so important to have that relationship with him. Because, like I said, man can't do nothing for you they can't save you sure no nothing only jesus christ can yeah and from that relationship with him you can forget about what everybody else said but concentrate on what he's saying and what the word of god is saying right and that's the way and i know that's kind of hard because you know right now we're reading this book it's called unoffendable and it's talking about not holding offense right and we don't have a reason to hold offense to these other people. Right. You look at God. I mean, he could have the biggest offense of man because right. of man continually sinning and sinning against him. Did everything. But yet he still continues to offer a room of escape. He's not holding on to the offense. I mean, only when Judgment Day comes, comes. Yep. will right. there be, okay, in hell, weeping, <laughs> gnashing, don't want nobody to go to hell. That's their choice. But once again, going back to that, is that you got to let it go. Yeah. You know, forget about it. Forgive them. Pray for them. And that's, you know, that's one thing that, that I always try to do, you know, show them the love of Christ and keep, regardless of what they've done to me. Because, see, the thing is, when you're kind to of them and you show love to them, you heap coals of fire upon their head. That's true. You yeah, know, right. it makes them, you know, why is he being so nice and everything? I don't know how many times 
that I've been in a situation where people have just literally dogged me out. People have talked about me growing up. People have been hateful or malicious to me. And I have still, through Christ, still showed them the love of Christ and not showed them hate. And watch God fight my body. See that? And that's the thing. God will fight your battles for you. Oh, yeah. If you just let him. (laughs) And, you know, you leave it to him. You put him him on him. and, And that's the thing. Like, even recently, I started doing that because it's like on Wednesday night, I went to service at church. And I'm not going to lie, the bishop that you know i am now i'm starting to serve under mm-hmm. uh, I, when i tell you this man be in your closet <laughs> this man be in your closet in your kitchen he'd be everywhere but it's like like on wednesday he just i don't know he's just he spoke he's like he was preaching on you know how to be great and how to be great 24 7 but wait like just what you said you've been hurt by people people have done wrong and you're still harboring like why you're still harboring it i don't know bishop (laughs) you know i don't know but and like you said now it's time to let those things go and it's like yeah i have been hurt in church i've been hurt by people in church and um yeah and that's that's one reason why i was very reluctant to go back to church for Mm -hmm. so long now over the last month i've been going to another church well to this church i'm going to now and it's just been I will say this church has definitely given me uh, uh, a second, a, a different look to church, you know, into like, okay, going to church. Like now I can honestly say I go to church because I want to mm. versus because I have to. And I'm going to tell you this. You know, it was so funny. That, well, not funny. But you always <laughs> hear this story. It's like, I'm not going, people will say they're not going to church because they're hypocrites in the church. Mm-hmm. Well, they go to the club and they're hypocrites in, in, in the there. club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's, what's the difference? Okay? <laughs> but the thing is, is you cannot allow people yeah. to let you miss your blessing. True. You cannot allow people to miss the word. But this is the thing, though. You gotta stay, get in that word yourself. Because, yeah. see, this is one thing about the word of God. Why people do not like to get in the Word of God and read because it shows them a mirror reflection of themselves. Yep. And as 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 they see it more and more, they get scared of it because it's it's like you said, your pastor is preaching. It's like he walked right in your closet. This is what the Word of God does. Yeah. It walks right straight up in your closet because it tells you the stuff that you ain't supposed to be doing. Yeah. Literally, mirror reflection. Yep. And you know, that freak us out because we're fresh. Oh, yeah. We don't want to do it. We, we want to do what we want to do. That's but see, true. this is one thing. Even about that, about the thing about the dogs. Yep. When a young dog, you know, was with the master at the end of the story, and he's just in freedom, just doing what he had, but he's still up under the master. Yeah. Gypsy's still out there, right? Well, see, that's the one thing is God has a purpose for all of us. A purpose and a plan. Yeah, he does. And going your way as opposed to going his way. When you go his way, you got a freedom. A different kind of freedom than you would if you were doing it your own way. Because, see, you do it your own way, you're going (laughs) to mess things all up. You do it his way, you got his blessings on you. 
Yeah, that's true. You know, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through. See, that's one thing people fail to understand. Just because you accept Christ, you're a Christian, you're saved, filled with the Holy Spirit and everything, that you're not going to go do. You're going to go through, but there's a blessing on it. There you got is. Christ that helps you through it all and gives yeah. you that peace, peace yeah. as you keep your mind stayed on him. Right. That's true. And even me, me recently, I will say, ever since I started going to this church, things just, there's things that just, 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 <laughs> just started lining up in life for me, you know, and it was, and I will say, if I hadn't had this, this church family that I've been, you know, with for the last month and a half, I probably would not have got, gotten through what I've been dealing with, like, not just with um, personal and professional lives, but with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't be getting through it because, again, this, again. Have you forgiven your family? I started to. It, it's hard. Not gonna lie. It's, it really is hard because there's so much. And I'm, and I'm not, and I, I'm not, I always tell people, you know, you forgive people for yourself, not for, not, not for them, which is right. true. But at the same time, I had to be willing to let, to let go. I have to be willing to say, okay. I forgive that person and I and I release that. Mm. So now I'm in a position where okay, I'm starting to do that. Mm-hmm. And ever since I started to do that, just I've seen blessing after blessing. I've seen, you know, went from one job to where I now I have a higher paying job and mm-hmm. you know and you know just things just started lining up. Just one thing after the other. But then also not only was things lining up for me, but then I saw other people that I knew. When you know, when we and we go to church together, mm-hmm. things start lining up for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple of friends. For two years, they were homeless. All of a sudden, Bishop started prophesying every mm-hmm. week after week. Next thing we know, they got a new house, new car, new everything. Mm-hmm. Now, now for me, new 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 home. You know, everything's fully furnished. You know, I'm, I'm I don't have to buy any furnishings now. Mm-hmm. Where I thought I would have to buy furnishings. Somehow, through the grace of God and through good people, I don't have to buy anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every, my whole apartment is furnished by just people, you know, just from good people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that God has placed on my life. And even now, you know, even just the last couple of weeks, I've learned that I needed in order for me to be great, in order for me to step into the greatness that God has for me, some people had to go. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, it was over the last two years because I didn't really have my mom and stuff and I really didn't have my parents like here physically with me mm-hmm. it was hard for me to let go of people you know someone come into my life and I'm like oh you're supposed to be here forever but over the last couple weeks it's like if I want if I want to get to the level of greatness that God wants me in I have to remove dead weight so unfortunately some people have to had to go and you gotta you gotta do it cause see there's one thing about People don't always have the good right for you. You know. Some because it's like when you're walking in the in what you're called to do, right? People will try to weigh you and try to to pull you down because they don't want to see you get there, right? Because one, they're jealous, but also people will try to get you caught up into their stuff. You know, get you on the phone and talk about, okay, you know I'm working on this. You know I'm doing this music and such and such. Oh, but, you know, I'm going through (laughs) and such and such and such. 
you know, and you did the right thing. Some of the people you gotta let go. I mean, you gotta be sensitive too, now, well, mind you. I mean, but, be sensitive, but again, it's like I had to understand that the people that I was rolling with, a lot of people I was rolling with, mm-hmm. they are not at the they're not at the, the level, right? They're not at the level that God's trying to take me to, right? Which means that in order for me to get there, I had to drop some people off. And, I, and the thing is, it's not, it wasn't just dropping off people off of Facebook. Because some people are like, okay, I'll remove people, but you only remove people off your Facebook. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I had to remove these people, I removed them not only just from Facebook. Phone. Phone, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. You got to do that. I left, you know, I left people at my previous job and I said, okay, I'm, you know, I can't hang out with you no more. It was a whole thing. And ever since then, again... Things are just lining up, and I'm like, okay, God, like, what else do you want? Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, um, you know, God, through my bishop, just came and was like, I want you. Mm-hmm. And I want you on the praise and worship team. Now, mind you, again, I had no intentions, <laughs> zero <laughs> intentions of, re- of doing music ministry again, only because of the simple fact that I grew up in music ministry. I've been doing it. I was playing. I was doing it. It became basically music ministry for me. It became a job that I didn't sign up for. Right. It became an obligation versus I love to do it. Mm-hmm. So then when I removed myself from it, literally, when I tell you I removed myself from music ministry, I removed myself from everything music, music ministry related. Mm-hmm. Like I quit doing GMWA choir. I quit playing for all these different groups. I would not play ever. Like literally, it was that. It was just like that. I removed myself from everything. Now, I feel like God is kind of nudging <laughs> Kind of like nudging me back into music ministry, and um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's I'm at a different. It feels different, mm-hmm. you know. Versus, like I said, now I went from I have to be at church to I want to go. Mm-hmm. I want to give now. Like when it comes to tithes and offering and stuff, I want to give my tithes and offering. Mm-hmm. And it was just, but it took a long time to get to that point, and it honestly just took the right people mm-hmm. as well because. I don't, th- I don't think I would have probably been at this church had it not been for certain people. And again, with and like I said, it's just I'm starting to get back into that. And I know some people criticize me for going to church. It's fine. Criticize you going to church because uh, because I because pe- some people know my experiences with church and they feel that because based off those experiences that I should just be done. Period. You should be just done with church with church. Period. But I but now, like I said, I've had a resurgence. And it's like, okay, you know, let's, let's do something different. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, but you know, this, I know, they're trying to sing to try and close, but, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot more, of course, that I want to say, <laughs> but, and, and everything, but definitely, um, just hearing your testimonies with church. And like I said, you know, we're giving people two different sides. Um, but we're also very similar, <laughs> you know, considering that we both, grew up playing in church all our lives and everything but well i grew i grew up i was singing in a choir and in yeah Los me Angeles. too <laughs> okay and 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 our choir was like i mean they were bad choir oh yeah i know i know y'all cars in los angeles uh, i know <laughs> i know about y'all west we, coast we, <laughs> we we was traveling from church to church, church. to church <laughs> yeah now were you going to get into any other Deeper things and deeper questions <laughs> that uh, 
<laughs> or are you trying to avoid those questions? I think, or? I think for part one, we'll avoid it for now. <laughs> but we'll definitely do a part two and um, because I, I definitely want to dive into those. But I definitely want to give, at least with this one, I wanted to give people a different perspective of church and to let people know that, yes, there is a loving God. And Now, mind you, there's a loving God and he's a judge. Yeah. Okay? He's not going to... You know, sugarcoat it or no. anything. Sin is sin. And oh, yeah. once yeah. again, everybody has that choice. We don't want to want anyone to go to hell. But my thing is, look, for you people out there, is you have the opportunity. Okay, I got to share with Don. All of us sin, falling short of the glory of God. You know, but, you know, God demonstrated his love toward us that while we're yet sinners... Christ died for us. Yep. And in John 3.16, what does it say? For God so loved the world yes, sir. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Doesn't matter what the track record has been or such and such and such. Okay? All you have to do is confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Christ is raised from the dead. You'll be saved, asked to be filled with his spirit. He's knocking at the door of your heart wanting to come in. He wants a relationship with you. And I know, hey, I know the situation where you guys are at, you know, is, you know, LBGTQ or whatever. But you know what? I'm a sinner just like anybody else. Just a sinner saved by grace. He does love you. And he wants to change the difference in your life. And I'm here to tell you, if you ever want prayer or whatever, you tell Dom, Don, reach out to me. Give me, your, give me your name or whatever. I'll uplift you in prayer, you know, or whatever. If I have it, you know, I'm here to serve everybody. That's I right. love you all. Awesome. Well, if you do want to um, uh, submit a prayer request, uh, you could do it through my DM on Instagram at DMINQ underscore official on Instagram. Or you can find me on Facebook, Dominique Robbins, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-R-O-B-B-I-N-S. And uh, just hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> just uh, hit me up in my uh, inbox. Or you can look up Kemp Crawford, K-E-M-P Crawford. I'm also on Facebook. And just DM him your uh, prayer request. And we'll keep you all uplifted in prayer. So before we go, um, Kemp, would you mind just closing us out in a prayer real quick? Sure. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to, you know, sit and, and chat fellowship and uh, father i just i just pray for each and every one that is out there that are dealing with hurt that are dealing with struggles in their life we're all struggling father i just pray and just uplift them all lord i pray for those who need healing lord i just pray over them right now i pray for those who need peace of mind lord right now i pray for uplift them to you father god lord i also pray for those who are even contemplating suicide right now in the name of jesus i just pray over your mind right now and i I just pray for each and every one out there that they will know your love jesus christ and 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 know that you have a different plan for their their lives and all of our lives a better plan for our lives and and that you want us to live a life pleasing acceptable in your sight and a holy life 
unto you. We just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you once again, Kim, for coming through. You, me, us. We'll do a part two, I promise. (laughs) We'll do a part two. Uh, But definitely catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you once again for listening to You, Me, Us, We. I am Dominique, and you all have a great rest of your week. Peace.